Welcome to episode number 12 of Metascam. We are a podcast dissecting scams one fraudster at a time. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of Metascam. We break down scammers' approaches, tricks, mixed directions, and other tools they use and present you with our direct analysis. This is Peter. And this is Andy. Coming up here in episode number 12 of Metascam, we're going to talk about the blind spot scam, dirty power scam, and some additional resources for you. The information presented in this show is based on personal opinion and should be taken as such. Consult your personal attorney before making any financial decision. Hey folks, if you want to get in touch with the crew here at Metascam, it's pretty easy to do. You can send us an email at hello at metascam.com and you can follow us on Twitter at Metascam Show. So in the last episode, we talked about an in-person scam, the dent scam. And uh, Peter, that actually happened to you right after the show. It was amazing because, I mean, I... I would have known if I'd been approached like that before, and I don't recall ever have been being approached like that before. But later in the day, I was driving and I entered into a shopping plaza. And after I'd made my purchase, I was coming out, going back to my vehicle. Now my vehicle has, my vehicle's in good condition, but it has, its rear bumper is is cracked because I, unfortunately, it's, it's a pretty nice car. It's a, a Z28, but older one, and I had, I had backed into a trailer hitch that oh. I couldn't see. And so it punctured a, a hole in the bumper. I sort of put, fixed it. I'm, I'm thinking about eventually maybe replacing it with a bumper from a junkyard, if I, if I may. But I'm not in any hurry. But you can see that it's it, it, there's a little bit of a indent there. And uh, anyway, I'm walking back to my vehicle, and all of a sudden there is this van that's driving by. It stops, and this gentleman rolls down the window probably a middle-aged gentleman he says hey you know I can uh, I see you have a a dent in your bumper and I can fix this right on the spot you know and right away I I thought this is this is hilarious that it happened on the same day of the show and I just smiled and I, pro- <laughs> I probably should engage him just to see kind of like how far I could go with uh, <laughs> challenging him. But I just told him, no, thank you very much, but I'm not interested. He actually said that he, you know, he does uh, these jobs on the side. He's, yeah, he's always fixing vehicles, <laughs> yep. you know, and it wouldn't, wouldn't take very long. It wouldn't cost very much. I didn't even ask him how I didn't, I didn't want him to get him more and more interested in me. So I just told him, yeah, I'm going to take care of that. I already know I'm going to replace it with a bumper from the junkyard. Uh, I already got it checked out, but thank you very much. And he, and he drove on, I'm, I'm sure, cruising for other parking lots for other vehicles. Sure. So it was, it was just amazing. Some of these things, unless you hear about them or aware of the types of scams that can take place, you might be totally oblivious to it. I mean, probably a few years ago, if this would have happened, I would have thought, well, you know, maybe this is a very serious offer and maybe I should consider it and, and ask him how much it would be and maybe maybe even allow him to uh, to fix it. But these days, I, when you know that these types of scams are out there, it makes you take a double, a double take on it and uh, say, well, this probably is something that I would I need definitely to try to verify a little bit more before entrusting this guy uh, with, with having uh, 
uh, access to my vehicle and, uh, and and for me to pay him for whatever he says he's done. Right. Yeah. I was I was surprised you weren't looking around for like with me looking for me with a camera watching you or something filming you like what's Peter gonna do? No, it was great though. Now what I want to talk about today is another in-person scam, very similar to the dent scam, and this is called the blind spot scam. And so this is kind of how this works. We're going to kind of act this out here a little bit for you guys. So I'm going to jump in my car here, and I've been parked here in this little parking lot. It's not a big parking lot, kind of like a very you know smaller strip mall type thing, busy, a lot of pedestrians around here. And I'm ready to back out, so here I go. Oh, what was that? What was that? I And now I'm getting out of my car. What is going oh. on? Hey, oh, what happened? What shit. happened, buddy? You hit me. What? You hit me. What? Why what? weren't you looking where you were going? No, I, well, oh, I was just man. backing out. What are you oh. talking about? Are you okay? Oh, no, I'm not. What's, I, I mean, what's I, wrong? I, I, wait a minute. Let me let me try to get up. Man, why weren't you watching where you're going? No, I was. I, I, I guess I didn't see you. I'm, man, I'm very they, sorry. I wasn't going that oh, fast. Man. Oh, wow. No, I'm I'm not. I'm. My leg is, my leg is bothering me here. Your leg? Yeah. I, where? Where in your leg? I, don't, twisted, I, don't, I think I twisted my my ankle. I don't know if there's something broken here. Do, I, do we need to call nine one one? Wait, wait, wait. Let me I mean, let me just walk this off a little bit. Okay, you sure you're all right then? I mean, can I get you a water? Do I? No, it's okay. Water? Tell you what. Tell you what. I don't want to make a. I don't want to make a big issue of this. Uh, and I know I'm gonna be able to walk this off eventually. And actually, my my wife is a nurse, so I'm gonna have this checked out. But I think I'm gonna be okay. Just give me twenty bucks, and uh, well, look, we'll, we'll, we can just forget about it. And so I'll be on my you, way. Okay, well, can I get your 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 driver's license number? Strange information. Well, my so name is my name is Walter. My name is Walter. Okay, all right. Well, good to meet you, Walter. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry I hit you. Uh, I, I, do I need to call my insurance company? And meet no, my insurance yeah, covered. We don't need to overcomplicate this because the insurance, you know, they're gonna take all the money, and uh, you're it's gonna be all kinds right. of forms yeah. to fill out. And I don't, I hate and, forms. And you know what? I I I don't really don't have my papers i'm, I'm uh, new to the country here and and I, that's why i prefer you know if you just, just give me 20 bucks we can forget about this and it won't be a big issue for for either of us just 20 bucks just 20 and you, well, you, you can give me you can give me 30 if you want no, but 20. No, well i mean i have a 20 that, that you're sure you're okay though Walter? yeah right. yeah i'll be okay i'll be okay you don't right. have to worry about me all right here's your 20 bucks all right i'm very sorry about all this i know that's uh, things happen but yeah, well, uh good thank, luck i hope, hope you walk that 20. off all right I'll be okay have a good day Bye-bye. And now Walter's going to go down to the next parking lot and do the same thing. Now, here's the crazy thing. So, I was in California, and I actually witnessed this happen. No way. We're walking uh, into a parking, very small parking lot with a convenience store. Not even a gas station, just a convenience store. And as I'm walking in, I was, there was a small uh, 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 minivan backing out. And I watched a gentleman walk behind the minivan as they were backing out, and he bumped into it and, and slapped the back end of the car and then screamed, ah, you hit me. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, that guy did not get hit. <laughs> and he's telling the guys, you hit me. If you don't get, you know, we got to call the police. And I looked in the front. And remember, this is California. This is relevant. And believe me, there's no way to say this. I am not trying to sound racist. The drivers were Hispanic. They were Mexican. And the guy said, look, you, you can give me 20 bucks or I'm calling the cops. And I immediately looked, stepped into it. I said, don't give him any money. I saw everything that happened. So, sir, if you want to call the cops, I'd be glad to be a witness for you here. Good for you. And the guy looked at me and just beelined out of there. And then I took the opportunity to talk, and I'm, I'm mad at myself for not recording everything, but I should have, ta- I should have you know, had my phone. I could have recorded some audio. 
but I didn't. I'm such a horrible podcaster. <laughs> but I talked to the the, the, the drivers, uh, the driver and the passenger. They, they were Mexican, and I, I am bilingual, as you are too. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to them, and I found out that it is a very common scam in the California area because a lot of the Hispanics are undocumented. So if they back up and get into any kind of issue, the last thing they need is police intervention. That's true. What about the uh, scammer? Was he also Hispanic? Or? No, he was a he was an older white gentleman. So he was, you know, trolling the parking lots, he was looking trolling at trolling parking lots, looking who for to target. Yeah, uh, he was looking for, I guess, Hispanics. They said it's very common, and that normally that you know they just give them twenty bucks because that's that is worth their time. Give them twenty bucks to make that person go away, and that uh, and of course they thanked me profusely for you know stepping in and. And saying, "Hey, I'll be please call the police. I'd, I'd love to be a witness for this. This is great." You know, well, this is very interesting because there's a number of scams that specifically target people in the in the community of, of undocumented uh, migrants. To say, I heard one the other day. It's it's a little bit different, but it's the lottery scam. Uh, the only reason why I bring it up now because I might forget to bring it up later if I don't mention it. But sure. The way this goes is the following: you have someone that's sort of walking uh, in, an, in an area, an open area, maybe it's a parking lot, and having a conversation with somebody else. And that basically the purpose of that conversation is so that conversation is overheard by someone walking by, right? And the way it goes down is the following. The individual says that they have this lottery ticket that they won, and maybe it's a thousand bucks or, or 500 bucks. It doesn't have to be a big, big amount. And they're saying that they're having a problem with being able to cash in the lottery ticket because they are undocumented and and they have this ticket it's it's a valid ticket and they 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 want some help and so they're looking for someone who maybe is walking by they hears this conversation because the other person he's talking to is probably all, is also in on the conver- in on the con and, and saying that uh, no I, I would love to help but I don't I don't have anything on me right now and someone overhears it is sympathetic to uh, you know a fellow uh, a, a fellow Hispanic or whatever the community is and walks over there and and asks what's going on and he explains that he has this lottery ticket for for a thousand dollars and he can't claim it but um, well, he, he he desperately needs some money because he doesn't have the money to uh, pay for for uh, baby formula or groceries at the at the end of the week, and uh, he's willing to part with this lottery ticket for maybe a hundred bucks, and you can go in and, and cash it and get the full five hundred. So they might say, "Well, are you sure this is a valid?" Yeah, this, and he might even show you a copy of some sort of newspaper where the, the number is, is is shown there something to make you know just to flash to you to give you confidence that's a valid number so you give you give the con the 100 bucks and then you take the ticket and later on you find out that the ticket is not valid at all and in the interim he's moved on to other parking lots other areas of city and he's doing the same thing over and over and over again but once again this preys upon um the community of undocumented people are using that as a ploy for why they're unable to do something legally or processing something legally because they're undocumented and asking the other individual if for their assistance and, and promising them some sort of uh, reward or monetary return uh, for their assistance. You can actually purchase what are called gag lottery ticket scratch-offs, and you're supposed to do, in good faith, give them as a gag birthday present. And so someone scratches off and thinks they've won, And then when they read the fine print, it's like, oh, you've won that amount in kisses from your spouse or something like that. 
So it's down in the in fine print, but people could use those actual scratch off cards to go, look, this is worth five hundred dollars. Don't you do that to me. <laughs> I wouldn't give you five hundred dollars <laughs> worth of kisses. Are you crazy? <laughs> So usually these things happen and we're, we're preyed upon and people are preyed upon because we care about other people. Whether you've backed into somebody on accident or you've overheard this conversation with somebody, we want to be good to our fellow human beings. That's just a natural state we're in. We don't want to get any kind of issues with police. We don't want to get in, into issues with insurance. We don't want to get into in, in issues with like immigration for people. We understand issues that they can have. And we just want to go about our day. So when we're in these situations that are unexpected for us, we want to get out of them as soon as possible because we weren't planning on those. We don't like planned things. We just want them to be done with and over and done with and out of it. So when we're approached by somebody who uh, either, like you said, is in a situation where they could use your help because they're undocumented and they're trying to get those winnings and everything else, yeah, we want to help, but sometimes it's best just to say no thank you and move on. Likewise, if you accidentally back into somebody out of nowhere, it's best just to make sure they're okay. And unless they start asking you for information like your insurance and then they're providing your their, their insurance cards and everything, unless it's legitimate, it's best to move on. You're right. I think uh, move on, but challenge them a bit. You know, go with it and, and get their information, as Andy mentioned, and see. I mean, they're typically not going to want to give you very much of anything. And we had talked about several episodes earlier having a dash cam because there are maybe not so much here in America, but in many other countries. I'm thinking right in the first country that comes to my mind is Russia. And you can Russia, actually look at these yeah. uh, videos on YouTube. They're, they're really hilarious because the Russian, so many Russians have these dash cams because of these types of scams where people will just walk or run into the middle of the road out of nowhere to uh, try to do that same sort of same thing, extort uh, money out of them for not calling in the local authorities. But those dash cams are, 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 are worth every, every cent that you pay for them when it comes to being able to prove what exactly did happen. Now, most people don't have a dash cam, but you might consider buying one for this particular reason. And not only a dash cam, if there's an opportunity to also put a cam that's going to be looking out through the rear of the vehicle, that might also be something that you might want to consider. Now, I have a dash cam in my car. I've had it since day one. I have a, I drive a smaller vehicle. And it has actually helped me out of uh, two situations. One where uh, the insurance company reversed their decision and charged the other driver with the fault of the accident that I was in because it was their fault. But they, I guess they had explained it a different way than I did. And uh, when I had submitted the video to the insurance company, got lost at first or someone didn't get, I don't know what happened to it. So when the insurance called me and said, hey, we are finding you at fault, I'm like, did you, did you see the video? And they went, what? And so I sent it again and they about 10 minutes later called me back and went, we're finding them at fault. So it's not just for scammers, but it can actually protect you. Well, when you think about CCTV cameras that different establishments will will put out there. One of the big reasons they, they, I mean, they say it's for security reasons, but one of the big reasons that they place them out there and where they really pay for themselves is to prevent those types of scams to, uh, to be successful because someone might, uh, you know, faint, uh, fake uh, slip and fall, getting hurt and different things that will happen and go to the store manager and say this happened to them and and then trying to get money for for whatever they say that their injuries are and the stores then can go back to those 
video coverage of what happened and be able to say, no, this is exactly what happened and did not it happen as you were describing it at all. And I've known a number of business owners who have had those type of challenges and they've really gone back to that video coverage and been able to prove that it was just a scam because those, those types of scams are very, very common. And so whether you're, a, you know, whether it's just your home or your vehicle or you do have a, a business, having that type of uh, video coverage, I think, is very prudent. My son uh, just got his first car. Uh, he's off at college, and this is his first vehicle. It's actually, I, I bought it off of my sister. It was her old vehicle, but it's a great car. And the radio in this Toyota Matrix is old. It actually had a cassette player and everything else. So, so I'm like, you know, it's time to upgrade this thing. And I put a nice new uh, radio in there that has uh, Bluetooth and everything else. And at the same time, I chose one that actually had integrated dash cam and rear view cam that are always on and always recording. And then in case of an impact, will automatically save those files so you can't delete those files. It saves for like the last, uh, I think, five or ten minutes prior to the accident. It won't overwrite those files at all. It protects them. And they're always on and always recording. And when you put the car in reverse, then the uh, the radio turns into your rear view camera so you can see what's going on. And it's a fish island so you can see all around your car. As a new driver, I thought that was very good for him to have. Uh, now all my vehicles, my mine, my wife's, and my son's, we you know, all have dash cams in them. And I cannot recommend them highly enough. Are they very expensive, Andy? They're not. You can get them for about 50 bucks on Amazon. That's it? Uh, that's about it. Um, I'll put up a link on our website to the ones that I use. Uh, so if you want to get the ones that, I've, that I'm very happy with, and I've used a lot of them, uh, that uh, you can grab those directly. And uh, speaking of which, that is a great way to support the show here. Uh, any of your shopping that you do on Amazon, if you go to metascam.com forward slash Amazon first, that'll take you straight over to Amazon. Everything works exactly the same. We get a little bit of a kickback on the end uh, that uh, that Amazon pays us, and it's pennies on the dollar, and that just helps us uh, get the show going and, and pay for things here in the studio, do upgrades, and be able to provide you guys with that $20 Amazon gift card uh, that we do when we have our scam bounties. So if you want to do that, head over to metascam.com forward slash Amazon. We appreciate your support. Now, Peter, a lot of us in these days aren't very tech savvy. And we have, we run businesses or we have computers at our homes, whatever it is. We're not that tech savvy. We know just enough to get online and, and check our emails or whatever it is. That's why we have to outsource that specialization right we outsource and we bring in trusted companies at least companies that we hope we can trust and we bring them in to fix whatever issues we have or to actually prevent issues from ever occurring now the issue we run into is uh there are a lot of uh shady tech companies out there and i'll be uh covering some of these uh, scams that they do just like the it scam we covered last week with uh, last week with uh dns entries and domain name hosting this is one that happens on site when a tech comes in for whatever reason, it doesn't matter whatsoever. They could have been there for one call and you could have loved them and they, they have been coming back for months or this could be their first call. This scam can be run at any time. What they're going to do is they're going to use what's called an attenuator. An attenuator is used when a network technician is trying to trace a line, a network cable that's going through your walls in your business. They plug in a little device on one end of it that emits a signal. It's beeping. And then they go to the other side of that cable where they know that cable comes out of, usually in your, in your data closet. 
and they use this little attenuator and they press a button on it and it basically listens for the beeping across all the wires and it's and it gets louder when as soon as they touch that the cable that it's on man that beeping gets really loud they have then isolated that cable they know that's the other end of that cable very helpful what you can do with it is just take the attenuator and go wave it in front of any kind of power outlet and the natural interference that's on that power line which all power lines have will be picked up by that attenuator and if you turn the attenuator's volume up all the way it sounds nasty very staticky very very dirty and the technician will tell the person hey you know what you guys have dirty power and that's going to lessen the lifespan of whatever device is plugged into it your phone your printer your computer your scanner doesn't matter but we can fix this very easily all you need to do is get a particular UPS or power surge protector that has power line cleaning on it. And of course they can offer you that, right? Right. I can have this, I can order it today for you and have this here, you know, in two days. So in two days, this problem will go away. And now this person has already come in and maybe fixed your printer or gotten you back online or recovered some files for you. So you, you trust this person, you like this person, they've done a good job. Why not? Sounds like they know what they're talking about. You surely have never heard of dirty power, but you don't want something in there that's going to be affecting your computer. So you say, yeah, please give me something that's going to clean my power lines. And you can say, no problem. They order it. And now here's a crazy thing is that there are actual devices that will do leveling if you have power issues in your building or your house or whatever. If you have power that isn't good, and they actually have these devices that will fix this, but 99% of the time, that is not the issue. You, so you could be going online saying, well, I never heard of this before. Let me check it out. And then it will, you can reread it. Yeah, that kind of problem can really exist. It can really exist and it can really, and, and it does from time to time. If you've ever lived in an, uh, an area, a lot of rural area, a lot of rural areas will have this issue with brownouts. And so if you have a lot of brownouts, you know that it can, that can really affect any devices plugged into it. And on those situations, I highly recommend getting a UPS and putting it on there. But if you don't have that issue, then obviously you don't need it. And, and by the way, a person waving a wand in front of your outlet's not going to be able to tell you that. A trained electrician can run a meter on it and let you know, hey, this is the type of power that's coming out of here. And I would recommend XYZ to fix it. But this person isn't. This is just a genuine scam. You can order a two to three hundred dollar UPS or or actually two to three hundred dollar surge protector or a five to seven hundred dollar or more UPS to quote unquote fix this problem. Well, we're so used to those types of things happening where we'll bring somebody into what I mean, it could even be servicing your vehicle. You take your car in for your normal service, and while they're servicing it, they do find something else that's wrong, and they recommend that you take care of this either now or in the very, very near future. So, I mean, we're, whether it's maintenance of your vehicle or other types of services that providers uh, will do for you, and they find some other issue, something that could be an issue, it happens all the time. So I could see why this makes sense to the consumer or the victim that, well, I got these people here, I've used them, they've taken care of other things, and now they found this other problem. Yeah, let me take care of this now instead of having a problem later. What's the recourse or what, what do you suggest, Andy, that if that were to happen, what should they do? If this particular game happens, someone comes and says you have dirty power and we can fix this for you, call an electrician. Tell them, thank you for letting me know this. I'm going to call the electrician on the building and have them come in and we're going to get the line certified or whatever you want to do. Tell them to come in and get an actual test on the building to let them know. 
uh, and that will save you the money because you know you'll have you'll have that electrician come in. Yeah, you might pay him eighty five bucks or whatever it is for his service call, but you'll know the actual status of your power lines and your building or house, uh, and then you can actually tell that technician or that company, hey, you got you know you guys try to pull one on me. What's going on? And it might just be that technician. That's one thing I want to stress here. It may not be the company unless it's a you know a, a single person company. But if it's a company coming out, it might just be that technician trying to boost their sales. So if that type of thing happens and you do call an electrician and your the electrician tells you, yeah, there's nothing at all wrong with your lines. Everything's great. You want to take the time to let that company know that that's going on. And the company may thank you and it could go all the way to the top. There are some companies, which I'll, we'll, I'll name names next week, but there are some companies that train their technicians to do massive upsales and if they aren't doing massive upsales, they can be penalized and even lose their jobs. So it's not a, it isn't necessarily a scam, but it's definitely de uh, deceptive sales. So on that one, yeah, just just educate yourself on that one, and uh, yeah, have an electrician check out your lines first. Okay, here at Metascam, one of our main goals is to provide you with the resources you need to protect yourself against possible scams. So we talk about a number of scams every week, but we also want to give other uh, resources that you may direct yourself to, to further educate you and protect you. And, and uh, one we came across the other day, actually, Andy came across this one is quite interesting. It's called rescam.org. <laughs> Andy, what, what, uh, how does that work? Well, the basics of rescam is that it, we all receive scam emails, almost the daily basis, some of us more than others. And a lot of times we just ignore them. So rescam, if you send them the email, they will then begin to waste that scammer's time. But instead of me telling you guys about it, let's let the website actually give us a little tour here. So we've opened up rescam.org and we're going to take a little bit of a tour of their website. Now it's spelled R-E-S-C-A-M.org. What are you? I'm an artificially intelligent email bot made to reply to scam emails. I'm anyone and no one. As far as scammers will know, I'm you. So once you send it the email, it's going to begin to interact with that scammer. It's going to impersonate you with a lot of artificial intelligence so it doesn't sound like it's just a form letter that that scammer is getting. That's pretty awesome. So what do you do? I adopt one of my many personalities. To continue the conversation of any would-be victim. I waste their time with a never-ending series of questions and anecdotes. So that they have less time to pursue real people. Just like you, I make typos and jokes that no one appreciates. I'm super interested. A bit naive. I just have a few questions to ask. They won't know when they're scamming or getting scammed out of their own time. It's bad for business. Deleting a scam email protects you, but forwarding to me at rescam.org protects others. It's also kind of funny. <laughs> so the biggest thing that scammers have on uh, is time. They have the time to sit down to craft their emails or send those out and then wait for the nibbles to come back in. That time is also what gets used against them. So if somebody is actually leading these people along, 
then their time gets wasted. Now, there are some people, and I've done this once once or twice, where you try to string along that scammer to see how long he can keep them occupied. But if you think about it, that is your time that you are wasting as well. So by sending your emails over to me at rescam.org, they're doing all that for you, completely free, by the way. And now they're going to be wasting that scammer's time. That scammer thinks you're, they're scamming you, and they're just wasting their valuable time on this artificial bot. No, it's really an awesome service, and as Andy mentioned, it's it's free. And as it is a .org, it's a nonprofit, and they receive funding from a number of different governments and uh, even even some private sector entities that will f- send money to them to fund to fund this particular initiative. And I think it's very worthy because, as Andy mentioned, uh, it's not necessarily resolving uh, the scams or fraudsters, but it's 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 taking up their time. And while they're engaged with with rescam, they are not as as engaged with other potential victims who are out there. Why do you do this? Every year, billions of dollars are being lost to scammers preying on trusting people. While the crimes are borderless, law enforcement isn't, so locating and prosecuting scammers is very difficult. Scammers are always adapting their techniques, so we are too. As well as damaging the profits for scammers, Rescam is helping us to collect and analyze useful data about scams. While drawing attention to the huge global issue of online fraud. So this is basically, it's an easy way for people to attack the scammers. And as they said, you know, yeah, you can delete that email and think nothing of it, but nothing's been done from that. Sure, you've protected yourself. You're not getting scammed. But all that scammer is doing is waiting for somebody else that they can attack. Can you show me? Yeah, sure. So now they're asking us to uh, pick a scam here, whether it's a banking scam, beneficiary scam, romance scam, or Western Union scam. Which one would you like to do? Let's do a romance scam. Uh, So I'll read this email that uh, came in. I'm Katrine. I love you, A. Smith 009. Don't be afraid. I don't need any of your passwords. I know the passwords for your heart. Single hot Russian girl wants to please you. Well, I hope my photos will melt even the oldest soul. All yours. Uh, I guess that's Katrina. And here is uh, their reply to that. Uh, It says something in Russian across the top. It says, I think that's a low in Russian. Is it? I just Googled it. I don't know. I don't speak Russian. Will I need to speak Russian? Is this just an online thing that I test Google with every time? Is this just an online thing? And there's a little bit of a typo in there too. And then the scammer goes back and uh, again, it's a morally enticing thing. Like I found your profile. And I just, just want to please you. I just want to, you know, just trying to get in with you. And, and then they say, okay, uh, makes sense. I don't want to rush into this without thinking rush about it. Into this? Is, that was a joke. <laughs> I make jokes when I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Who goes first? What are we doing? And so this goes on and on and on and on. And it's just wasting their time. They have no idea. And so now they're being baited with the same type of baiting that they're trying to do to other people. So it's a very cool thing. You have nothing to do with it. When when the whole scam is completed and the scammer stops responding, 
they'll actually send you the full transcript so you can see what they said and how the conversation went. So there is a little bit of fun in that, if you will, to be able to see the responses and see how they were baited along during the process. Like we've talked about the Western Union scam before. Uh, Let's take a look at Western Union. Yeah. Good day. You are to pay our transfer registration fee of $73 only because we have made all necessary arrangement to set free your fund 1.5 million USD to your account. And once you have complied with us by paying the $73 USD to the below information, deliver name, NRAC, Ezel Country, Benin, Republic City, Proto Novo, uh, signed Mr. Lucky Western Union Manager. So that's the scam they sent. And you forwarded that over to me at uh, rescam.org, and then they interacted with them, and this is the reply they sent them. Hello, I'm not even sure I read that right. You type pretty small, and my eyes aren't so good. Are you talking about real money? Because if so, then you certainly have my attention. What do you need from me? I just have to read your emails? I can do that for you. Good day. You're to send a transfer registration fee of $73 following address. It has his name and address. As soon as we have the payment slip of the 73, we will proceed by releasing your trust, your first payment. Mr. Lucky, Western Union Manager. And they say, and the reply is, I'm a little short on cash at the moment. My pension money comes out in at the end of the month. Is it acceptable for me to send you the equivalent in the amount requested on a Chevron petrol vouchers? I can assure they are valid. Let me know if this will be adequate. Regards. Camera says, Good day. It is not acceptable for you to send a 73 via Chevron petrol vouchers because we cannot cash it here in the Benin Republic. Therefore, you are to it to the above address for Western Union for easier cash it here in our Western Union office, Benin Republic, for the finalization of our transfer. Says the same information. As soon as we have the payment slip of 73, we will proceed by releasing your first payment. Uh, lucky Western Union manager. And they reply, of course, I'm sorry. I can sort that out for you. I'm not much good with these emails, but I'm told you can teach an old lady dog noobed tricks. How best can we sort this fee out? It says, good day. We can only accept the fee through Western Union here in, in the Republic. Therefore, you to you are to it to the above address through Western Union. Uh, it's pretty much the same email. And the reply says, this, uh, this sounds reasonable. Please commence. You have my approval. And it says, we cannot commence without the payment of 73. Then we'll proceed by releasing your payment. Please follow the instructions. And uh, it said, my granddad asked me email for you because he's slow at typing and gets easily confused. He told me it's super important. What do you need? So it just continues on and on and on and on. What's cool about this is the amount of resources that it's taking up from the scammer. Because the scammer is a physical human being, most likely, that's behind that computer terminal responding to everything that's coming back from Riscam. Riscam is Riscam is just having uh, it's all automatic basically it's the computer. Yeah, computer all, that, yeah. It's not individuals that are tied up it's just the computer that's being able to process these you know thousands and thousands and thousands a day uh, very quickly. So from a resource standpoint it's taking up very little resources from rescam to handle each you know and every one of those meanwhile the scammers are just being tied up like crazy so this is great yeah and then the the fact that you get to read their transcript when it's done is kind of funny um so yeah of course what i want to stress is don't just send do send everything to this but don't just think that is your only way out uh peter put together a fantastic list of resources over on our website at uh, metascam.com that you can go to to actually 
follow up on a lot of uh, these issues and report them properly. So this is not a reporting. This is just messing with the scammers. But if it is something that is you know hitting way too close to home, then yeah, you want to go ahead and uh, hit up a resource page and actually follow through with actually reporting that scam properly. Uh, but if it's just one of these little scams you get from like Western Union or Romance, one that hits your inbox about every day, go ahead, have some fun with it. I mean, I'm going to. I didn't look last night. I'm going to be looking today for one to send over to them so we can report back on that next week because I just think that's it. Just it's funny to me. And again, remember that is rescam.org. Uh, the basics of this free service, if you forward the scam email to them, they will waste the scammer's valuable time and uh, just send an email to me at rescam.org. Oh, Peter, what a what a week it's been. It's been a great week. And had, we haven't uh, fallen victim yet of our of any scam, but almost we're on the alert. You almost got the dent scam uh, done to you and uh I stepped in on a scam. That was kind of fun. So folks, just remember, you know, always be on the alert because as soon as you let your guard down, that is when the folks come in and uh are able to take advantage of you. I'll be going through my emails here re- right after the show's over. I'm going to find like a, a cool, I think a romance one. See what they say on that. Because I, I tend to get a lot of those for some reason. Hmm. Wonder why. I don't know, it's because of my good looks. I can, they can just tell. Probably because of the thick wallet. Uh, I don't know about that. See, I'm just a <laughs> podcaster. So <laughs> once they find that out, they, they leave me alone. I got just replying, oh, I'm a podcaster. And then that would be the end of the scam. I think you should get the, just forward those... Uh, romance scam emails to your wife and have her respond to them and see uh, oh yeah what are you doing that'd be horrible I'd feel bad (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) remember folks you are not alone out there do your best to educate yourself against possible scams talk to your friends and neighbors about them because together we can make a difference if there is anything we can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Our email is hello at metascam.com, and we are here to help. Until next time, this has been Andy and Peter for metascam.com. Visit www.metascam.com for show information, archives, and more. Want to get in touch? Follow us on Twitter at Metascam Show or email us at hello at metascam.com.